week. Special uh, the whole Shabbos is elevated. It's called Shabbos Shiva. Sayin Emuna. Even in Halacha, there's many, many Shilas this week about what to do, how to feed the birds. It gives another whole insight into Ilchus Shabbos, Ilchus Mukzeh, about this little minig about feeding the birds, how to do it exactly. We have to know what the big thing of this Shabbos is. What's so special? We went through Pasha Shmois, Ve'ego, Boy, Nisei Nisim. Mamish, Nisei Nisim. And for some reason, after all of those Nisim, we're still not holding by Shiro. Even though we said Halal according to many opinions in Mitzrayim, we already said Halal. In Mitzrayim, we said Halal. Halu Avde Hashem Avde Pare, we said in Mitzrayim already. Yoshalmi says that like that. But for some reason, the level of Shiro, this unique level of Shiro, the Chazal say, Everybody said Shira. The highest of his vidogim. Everybody said Shira. And then when you go through Oz Yoshia, which became a chalik of Psuke de Zimra, it sounds like the whole world went Meshugia after Kriyas Yamsuf. More than all the Makas. More than Makas Bechayras. What's new? What new happened here by Kriyas Yamsuf that Change the world. We spoke specifically yesterday about the uniqueness of Kriyas Yamsuf that the Mitzrayim died and we went through the lumbus of there's two ways for it to get freed. Like the Gemon Kedushin, there's Gerishin and there's Mises Habal. Gerishin is done by the husband himself as the Gemara explains. Mises Habal's min Shemayimu when the husband dies, it's Kiyu the Rabbanishalm himself is doing the Shikhr, Tafkor. So that's why Kriyas Yamsa was a higher level. That was We began to discuss yesterday that Klaisel reached a higher level just realizing that it wasn't Bishalach Para Yasam. It was the Ebishta himself. It was Hashem. But I want to go to the next level, try to understand. Why did Kriyas Yamsuf affect the whole world? Klal Yisrael, B'miyuchet, and the whole world. Everybody got affected. Amolek, which the parasha ends with the parasha Samolek, the Mogan Avram actually holds you could be Yitzhah with this, with this parasha that we read on Purim. It's a whole shayla in the Paiskim. We spoke about this, that for women you could rely on it. For women they could rely on it because women... Memon of Shech could rely on Parshas Peshalach. Because really, what's Parshas Peshalach missing? Parshas Peshalach is better than Parshas Kiseitzi. Parshas Peshalach is the Maise. Has the whole story. Parshas Kiseitzi only has Zohar Yisrael. It doesn't even say what happened. Doesn't doesn't give all the details from a, from a from a matter of a vigalato parshas b'shalach would be better. But we see Chazal tell us no. The parsha to read is parshas kisets. So one of the explanations I gave 
is that there's a real, there is a real notable difference between Parshas B'Shalach and Parshas Kisait. Parshas B'Shalach talks about the Rabbani Shalom. Hashem says, I will destroy. So even though it has the Zecher of Amalek, but Mochoy Emcha, whereas in Parshas Kisait say, it says Timcha Zecher you should. So perhaps we could say that since many of the Rishonim explain that the mitzvah of Zoho is Lo'oyrer the reason to read Amolek, to read Parshas Amolek is to, is to, you know, inspire hatred. Klaus will usually inspire Ava Vareus, but this is unique. Inspire hatred to kill Amalek. So therefore, we could say that that's why we dafka read Parshas Kiseitze because there it says Timcha. There it leads it, it leads to the ultimate mitzvah, which is Taka to destroy Amalek. So I once wanted to say a svara that it could be Lagabi woman, but more of could rely on the Morgan Avraham because many hold that woman apart from Amalek. Why are they parted from Zohar? Because they're not Benoist Mulchama. Famous Sefer Shita Sachinuch. So one can say, so what's really the debate? The debate could be is how do we look at the mitzvah? If the mitzvah of Zohar is time to remember what Amalek did, then women are included. But if the mitzvah of Zohar is a chilek of Mulchama, then they're parted. If the Timch is needed, the woman are part of from that anyway. Elamai, the mitzvah is just to remember that they have from Parashas B'Shalach. So that's why in the past I've always said that a woman could rely on the Morgan Avon. Avada, a woman wants to come Parashas Kisei, but if they can't or it's difficult, they could rely on the Morgan Avon. So why am I bringing Amalek? It's a good shayla. So I'm bringing it just to show you that how Chris Yamasov was so impacting that Amalek became that disaster because they were mikaregas hambatye, as Chazal tell us. They lowered the temperature. Amalek lowered the temperature of what the whole world saw by Chris Yamasov. So somehow... Chris Yamsuf made a new Cyrus, a, a, a game changer for the whole world. And because of that, Amalek, who took away from that Hisaurus, from that Hispilus, that's what contributes for them to be this despicable nation. Amalek. It's, all I'm saying is it shows you even more how impacting and pivotal Chris Yamsuf was. That, that was such a Yisoyed, Chris Yamsuf. Was so, it was such a Yisoydistic thing that Amalek, who took away from it, they become the Korcha. So what was so special? Scientifically speaking, the markets that we had in Mitzrayim were even more a contradiction to science than, than Chris Yamsuf. 
it's Yamsov, there was a wind, there was a this, it was a interesting type of tornado. The Rishonim explained how the Asura Makos that happened in Mitzrayim. Each one targeted another scientific kfira. The Hashem doesn't govern over that element of the world. Tatsach, Hadash, Pachav. So what did the Kriyas Yamsev do? That it's so unbelievable. When the Mitzrayim came chasing after us, so Moshe Rabbeinu does his toifis. He grabs onto our umnis, our best, our best weapon that we have, and that's tefillah. That's our best weapon, tefillah. And you would think that they would make a kol kaira, be a yom tefillah. What else are you going to do? You have the water on one side, you have the mitzrayim on the other side. What, what, what aids did he have? No, nobody had any good aids. Kleiso and Esparda to different kitas, none of them really made much sense, right? Go here, go there, yell, go back, whatever. No, nobody had any great solutions, right? So, Avadi, you make a young tefillah? So, Moshe Rabbeinu, Vayitzak al It's so natural. I mean, when you have what's the Shiloh? Moshe did what you, would, what you would expect him to do. What does Hashem tell Moshe? Matitzake, why? Dabel b'nei Yisrael v'yisrael. The Rebbeinu doesn't just say Dabel b'nei Yisrael v'yisrael. He doesn't just tell Moshe Rabbeinu, tell Klai Yisrael to, to, to travel. He says, Matitzake, why? He says, why, why are you calling out to me? What kind of question is, why am I calling out? <laughs> if Moshe wouldn't be calling out, it would be a pelanifle. <laughs> Imagine Moshe Rabbeinu, he's sitting on a, on a, on a, on a, on a chair and, 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 and learning a tasteress. There's not a time to learn a tasteress. Somebody has a heart attack and the, you call Hatzola and, and the guy's on the floor there, he's barely breathing. And the Hatzola member goes, one second, let me finish, I'm in the middle of Tarti in in the Shiloh from Pesach Pesuach. It's Kevaldik to do it. Kalti l'reyusim pesel pesel. It's Kevaldik. Right? But now when a person has a heart attack. <laughs> person has a heart attack, now is the time to take care of him. Moshe Rabbeinu did what he was supposed to do. It would have been malpractice if Moshe didn't call out Hashem. Vosok tem derebani shalom. Matitzak elai. So Rashi comes and Rashi brings on a chazal. Lo madnu by the fact that it says Matitzakai Moshe was mamish arangeton and davening. He was davening. Lo madnu zokt Rashi that Moshe Rabbeinu shayoi made him ispalel, which really was already before vayitzaku. Rashi says tofsu. Umnus avoisam. That's the right thing. That is the right thing to do. Zok to Rabbeinu Shom to Moshe Rabbeinu. 
Omele HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Lo yeis atala harach betfila. Why are you davening now? Marach betfila. What are you doing? Zog to me, Baruchim. Yisrael, Nesunim Batsoga. The Rebbeinu is almost, almost rebuking Moshe. Well, what are you doing? Klaiso on the Torah. <laughs> what are you supposed to do with Klaiso on the Torah? In this type of a Torah, where there was no logical ishtadlus. If there was a logical ishtadlus, like I told you, Hatzalah members called down, the guy had a heart attack, and the logical ishtadlus is, to either try to get his heart going again, and if his heart is going, to try to get him to the hospital. That's a logical establishment. Then if the Atzala member says, no, no, no I'm going to do a tesis now for his chus. <laughs> That's not what you're supposed to do now. Get him to the hospital and then learn a tesis. But if there's no logical solution, your first establishment is true. What, what, what then? There was no logical ishtadlus here. Klaiso and the spardu, lekama vekama, chaburis. Someone that was the whole problem. There was machloikis by Klaiso. Someone that's why the malochim, the sar shaliyam didn't want to split. Halolu never deserve. Halolu never deserve. Why was the sar shaliyam all of a sudden in Mitzrayim lo yechutz kelav l'shoyna? Right in Mitzrayim we don't find that the malochim was saying. Why should the Jews be saved? Only by the Yam. So the Chachme Yachasidus and even the Chachme Halitvakis, they both say, they all say, Rabbi David Rappaport, the Rosameach, the Rabbi Yitzchik Balditchever, the Oyev Yisroel, you're talking about it's a Kula Aguda Echos, Lassus, they all say, there was Machlekes in Klau Yisroel. Once there was Machlekes in Klai Yisrael, we didn't have, we didn't have the schus. Halolueh David Azor, Halolueh David Azor. In Mitzrayim, there wasn't yet a breakaway minion. There weren't five different minyonim. In Mitzrayim, everybody managed. Either Ashkenaz, or Svaud, or Harizal, or They managed. One group. Now they became already, now already there were a lot of breakaways. With Cheshbonis. Everybody has a Cheshbon. The minion has to be, I need an 840 Shachar. It's not an 850 Shachar. You know, every breakaway has a Cheshbon. It's your Nusach, it's your this, it's your that. Rabbi Yaakov always used to have the same answer to all these things. The Acht is the best off in them. Whatever your Cheshbon, it's a better Zman. It's, 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 it's the, we yoy to Krishna with the Mogad Avram. Acht is the best off in them. <laughs> You're right. The Mogan Avrom's man is important. You should wake up early and say Krishna is man of the Mogan Avrom. Nobody's stopping you. Do it. But now you're going to break up a minion because you want to... The Achtas is better than that. So, there were no good Aetzis. So why is Moshe Rabbeinu? Why is Moshe Rabbeinu rebuked? Kemat. I don't want to call it rebuke. It doesn't say it was Techocha. But at the very least, the Rabbani Shalom was questioning Moshe Rabbeinu's activities. What are you doing? What, what are you doing? So that needs clarity. What's the pshat? The lastly, this is a kasha I've asked many times. 
All of a sudden, in the middle of the Shiraz Hayam, we start talking about Hidr Mitzvah. Middle of the Shira. Here the Gemara and Shabbos learns out from here this is the mocker of Hidr Mitzvah. All the Rishonim who hold Hidr Mitzvah is the Raisa. It's where you learn it out from, this Pasuk. And the Gemara and Shabbos brings up a show. You learn out from here. Tfilinah, say for Torah, Mezuzanah, we learn it all from here. From Zekeli Van Veil. Right? It's bewildering. We didn't even get the Torah yet. We didn't get the Torah yet. Why are you telling me about Hidden Mitzvah? We're going to do Tfilinah, we don't even have the Mitzvah's Tfilin yet. We're in the middle of giving Shira on the Yam. We're in the middle of thanking Hashem. For Kriyas Yamsuf. Why are we talking about beautiful tune, which we don't even have the mitzvah yet? Yeah, we had a parish and parish was boy. We spoke about Teres Hashem We got something there. What? What's, what's going on here? It's just a pella. And it's like, Mamish, right in the middle of the Shira. It has like a center, a center seat there, right in the middle. Zekhele Van There's got to be a head. What's the pshat man? So I basically, I'll tell you, really, a poshut idea, which connects to what we began to discuss yesterday. But it really goes much, much deeper than that. We began to discuss the whole idea of emuna. There's no shaila that the yisoid of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and the importance that it, it plays in, in, in so many mitzvahs, as the Rishonim already pointed out, that Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim is found, Zeichah Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim is found everywhere. So many mitzvahs, Zeichah Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, we have a mitzvah de Raisa, twice a day, Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim. Right? It's constant. It itself is constant. The mitzvah is constant. The Shagasar even is why it says Mangrome. If it's not a Kalayoyim, and it's not a Kalalayim, it's not a Kalalayim. The 24-hour mitzvah. Shagasai has a whole tshuva on it. Why it's even zman kromen? So. And then we have so many mitzvahs. Zeicher, zeicher, zeicher. And the pshat is, many Rishonim don't count Anoichi as a separate mitzvah. The mitzvah of Emunah, they don't count as a separate mitzvah. Some do. Some do. But some Rishonim don't. The rationale for those who don't count it as a mitzvah, even though Emunah is the, the most important mitzvah, that's the answer. Emunah is the most important mitzvah. Every mitzvah is an, every mitzvah is an expression of our emunah. And the mele, <laughs> you don't need it as a separate mitzvah. Every mitzvah is anoichi. You put on film, anoichi Hashem Alekech. Every mitzvah is an expression of anoichi Hashem Alekech. Anoichi Hashem Alekech is an umbrella of Kalat Erekulah. Anoichi Hashem Alekech is an umbrella of Kalat Erekulah. Chas v'shalom. I always say this is the biggest pachat that a, fru- that a frumayid could possibly have. And that is that you live your whole life and you never really thought about Emuna. It's a pachat because it could happen to somebody. You could be what we call culturally from. You do everything because you're from. It's, it's, it's a culture. You don't think. The Ebishter. It's all the Ebishter. 
people. You could even be culturally yeshivish. And I think about emunah. Sometimes it's even easier to be that way. Because if you're so religious that you're, you're yeshivish, so what do you have to think about the Rebbe so much more? I remember of Gifta once said, it was one sentence he said by one of our good conventions. I used to look forward the whole year for of Gifta's to Hashem. Gifta said, Orthodox is a Greek word. <laughs> what he said it He's trying to say, you could be Orthodox in that room. Orthodoxy is a Greek word. The Yisrael was, was a very embistic. You could be very from and not think about, yeah, but why am I from, Doug? My from, I'm from because I live in Muncie. <laughs> You're from because you stood on the bottom of Hal Sinai. And the Rebbe came and gave you a Torah. And every word of that Torah is Divrayeli Kim Chaim. And if you don't think like that, you could be very cruel. I started out in my in Rabbonus, many, many, I'm in this for a long time already. I can't believe how long it is. It's already 33 years in the same shul. So when I started, it was a different world then. I mean, the whole neighborhood was, the shul ran out of the house, and that was considered a hush of a thing that we were in a house. We would be hush if we had a house. So we had a hush of zach. And somebody came to me and asked me to start giving Shmir's Halosh and Shiurim. If you want to know how old this is, I mean, you're talking about phones. There was no cell phones, nothing. They had answering machines. They had an answering machine. So when you would call, the idea of having a, a dial in Shear meant that you call someplace and the place would trigger like an answering machine style Shear and a tape would go on. It would be a beep. And then it would be a, a stickle. The idea of, of calling and stopping and making shit. And this, and apps. And my, this, is a, this is a different world. In fact, when I first started, this, this, I agreed, of course, the problem I had was it was supposed to be a five-minute shear. So as the Elam knows, I'm not very good at five-minute shear. But that's what it was. That was the only challenge I had. But we started, it was on a reel-to-reel. I mean, they were cassettes. But the machine that they were using to get the people calling, I was recording on a reel-to-reel, this big mysis. The here doesn't even know what it is, but whatever. It's Amol. Amol. But listen to Musa Haskell, Rabbi say. It's hard to believe to Musa Haskell. So I gave the shir. What was the shir? Shmir Zaloshim? Achters. Every day was a five-minute shir. I would speak a little bit about the Bermayim Chaim and what the Chavetz Chaim, where he's coming, what the, what the Yisaitis, where I give people a little deeper understanding. I'm doing this for a couple of months for this. It was nothing to do with me. I did it for a, 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 an organization. A woman, Ishit Sitkanis, who started this thing. A couple of months later, she calls me. She says, there's another group in another community that also had, she didn't know, that also had a Shmir Salosh and Shir. And they are very upset that there's another one. And they think that it's taking away people from that one. 
And they want to go to a din toilet. And for some reason, they want me to be the diet, even though I was the one giving the shear, but I guess they felt I'm, I'm neutral enough. So our boys say, I'm sitting in my dining room with two people that are, that are leading the cause of Achtas and Klal Yisrael, fighting about Shemir Salashim. What's the answer to that question? How, how could the world be so nuts? It's nutty. It's nutty. I had this the first year. This is happened the first year I was a Rav. The following year was the first year I had a yeshiva. I had the same type of a story. I have a chosen comes to me the day of the chasana. Not, the, not two days before the chasana. The day of the chasana, crying. I got scared. Chasana Shalom, who knows what happened. His mom is crying bitterly. I said, what's going on? So we have a problem. My kala has low blood sugar. I said, okay, a lot of people have low blood sugar. He says, so her rov paskind that she can't fast. I said, okay, that sounds rational. I generally tell people when they have low blood sugar, chasen or kala, to fast a couple of hours. And you want to know the truth why I tell them to do that? For themselves. They should feel good that they fasted a couple hours. I'm, I don't do it because the choimer of the fast of the chosen God. No, I do it for them. They should feel. They got to, to go fast. Makes them feel better. I said, so what's the problem? He, he's crying so bitterly, he cannot, can't, can't say a word. He says, my parents don't want to let me go to the chuppah. She's not fast. You can't make it up. My parents don't want, my parents and sisters, the kala has to fast. Nishkehert kevon, with all the frumkai, nishkehert kevon and klal Yisrael, that a kala shouldn't fast. I said, I want to make a meeting with your parents immediately. It wasn't so simple those days. Like I said, there were no cell phones yet. There was no cell phones. You had to get the parents this day to chasen it. Very reluctantly, the parents came to meet me. They sat in my office in the shul. My office in the shul was like a little hobble behind the Orin Kodesh. Rabari, you probably remember. It's a little... That was my office. It wasn't really an office. The whole, the whole yeshiva was able to hear every meeting. <laughs> it wasn't even a room. So I sit down with the parents. Rabari Dinsky, we know you're going to tell... I said, you don't know nothing. You have no idea what I'm going to tell you. I just have one question for you. I'm not telling you nothing. I have a question. I want you to tell me something. So I want you to tell me, I'm giving you now a Yudhiya Klolos test. Why does the Chosen and Kala fast the day of the Chosen? Interestingly enough, they didn't have a test. <laughs> the wife almost got it. Like his wife starts thinking, she, she was trying to remember. She, I think because it's like a kapara and it's chuvin. I said, I'll tell you the first reason that's found in the Rishonim. You know why? Every ksuba had a fight. The families fight. And the chos and kala fast. So there shouldn't be a fight. The chos and kala fast. That there shouldn't be a fight. 
So the Yetzirah is such a Goyen. The Goyen is the Yetzirah. Now we're going to fight about the fast that's supposed to be fast that we shouldn't fight. It's Gehelta's craziness in your life. It could only happen when you're not, when you're not doing mitzvahs for the Rabbanishalah. If you take a step back and you're working for the Rabbanishalah, those things don't happen to you. Those things happen to you if you are, as Rabbi, as Rabbi Gifta said, orthodoxy is Greek. If your frumkite is a Greek, Nusach Greek, then you could do such a thing. Nusach Greek, you could fight about Shemir's Haloshim. You could fight about fasting the day of the Hasana. No problem. No problem. You can make machloikas in your community because the minion doesn't start with his man of the Mogan Avrom. Everything is opened. It's an open door. It's an open door. Because you're not really working for Rabbi Shalom. So every, every single mitzvah is a moon. Every single mitzvah needs a moon. And that's what Yitzhiya Mitzrayim is all about. To, to emerge us to emerge us in the union of Amuna. That's what it's all about. That's the Yisoyed of Yitzhiya Mitzrayim. Of Zecher Yitzhiya Mitzrayim. That's what it's all about. A boy said, the Pshat, you could say, is very Pashat now. Now we understand. In Amuna, there are many Shlavim. There's many different steps of Amuna. But one of the most pivotal steps necessary to be a true Shema Mitzvah is the idea of realizing that everything in the world is Charoinish. The Abishta is the one who does everything with a Cheshben. The world is not only ran by the Rabbanu Shalom, which is obviously the first step of Emunah, the second step is to understand that there's a Cheshben it's ran by the Rabbani Shalom and it's ran Alpi Cheshben. There's a Cheshben. And your efforts and your Ishtadlus is that's all it is. It's all ran by the Bariyelum. And the only thing of your Ishtadlus that could actually, actually really change something is the Schar Vainish. You could be Misaka in yourself. You could Davin and in the Schus of your Amuna you could be Zoycha for Yeshua. It's all based on Cheshben. It's all based on Cheshben. In the early days, I'm talking about right after the war, there was somebody, Michael Garnett, Hashem Material Mitzvah, who was a Holocaust survivor. He had a material store. He had a material store, I think it was in the east side. Struggling. He struggled to make Parnassa. But he gave Shevach Vaidor HaKadosh Baruch that unlike many of his friends who worked in sweatshops or wherever they worked and they weren't able to take off Shabbos. He was his own boss. So even though he come come made a parnasa, he come come made a parnasa. In Europe he also was in materials. But there he made money. He, Mamish, he was a very poor man. But he was able. This Michael was able to make parnasa. And every day he thanked the Rabbanu My own boss. I could be Shem One Friday, somebody 
Board, John Board, I think was the name, came to his store. Total secular Jew who actually changed like his name, his family name, isn't it? Totally secular guy. This guy owned several hotels. And he wanted to buy material for curtains for the hotel. This is like, for this Yid, this was like the Met Powerball when it's, when, it's, when it's a billion. That's, for this Yid, what that was. This was like, his life, this was going to change his entire life. Anyway, it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon. They start making cheshbonus and this. And, and he's sitting there going, I can't believe what happened to me. This is more business than I could do in five years. This is, this is unbelievable. And the guy has hotels and it could go, go from one to another. Anyway, they're measuring, they're talking, they're this, you know, a big order takes time. It's not like today. Big take takes a lot of time. The guy's looking at his watch. Michael is looking at his watch and he's going, it's, it's 2 o'clock, it's 2.30, it's 3 o'clock. Finally he says, it's Shabbos, Kodesh. If I keep this up, who knows? I'm going to play with Shkia. Sir, I apologize. I can't do it now. I'll come back Sunday. I'll open up a special for you. I'll stay here all day. I can't do any more today. The guy looks at me and goes, why? Is it Sabbath? You do that? It's ridiculous. That's from the days of Moses in the desert. That's what you do in New York? That's how you run your business with Sabbath? What are you nuts? I'm, I'm, you know what I am? You know what kind of customer I am? What, are you crazy? And he was very upset. I work. I took off a day today for this. This is what you do. This is the way you treat me. Vayetze meim Michael Bachariaf. He walks out. Sunday morning, he gets a, a knock on his store door. He actually came in on Sundays. It's the guy, John. He's there with all of his piling, all the whole chaburi. He got all his workers to come on a Sunday, which wasn't common. And he did the whole order. Did the whole order. But not only he did the whole order, this he had had a landslide. This was for him, Michael. It was like he, he went from being a poor man to being comfortable. That, that was the difference. His business from then on boomed. He bought the building that he was renting. He had his little storefront. He bought the whole building. His business exploded. He became from the biggest material chever in the, in, in the city. What happened? So at a further time, he reached out to John. Of course, I told you, he said, thank you and everything. He said, I have to tell you that since that order that you did, I'm a different, I'm in a, he said, I, you think I don't know where you're holding? I know exactly where you're holding. He said, first of all, this other hotel that got ordered from you, that's me. It's just one of my other branches. That wasn't, you should just know that was me. But not only that, this place and that place and the other place, it's also me. He says, you know, I don't know if you know this. After that order that we filled by you, I printed business cards for you. This guy didn't have business cards. I printed business cards for you. And whenever I went to meetings, I gave out your business cards. He says, how did, you get, how did you get people to use me? He said, I told him one thing. He says, after I left your store, I was very angry. Very angry. But then I got home and, you know, 
the anger subsided. And then I started thinking. He says, you know, I'm a big, I, I do a lot of business. I have a lot of hotels. I do a lot of business. I get messed up. Many times I get messed up in business. Many, many times. Right? I realized that you really don't believe in the whole business world. You, think, you believe everything comes from God, obviously. You're still living in the desert. The moon is still falling by you. If you were ready to close your store, throw me out, a customer like me, that means you, you don't believe that your business is coming from, from anywhere but up there. So you're not going to mess me up. And whenever I had a meeting with other people, I would tell them the story. And I would take out the card and say, use this guy, he'll be happy with him. He's not going to mess you up. He's not messing you up. He's not going to mess you up. What does that mean? The emuna that Michael had, the emuna that he had, was, you could touch it. You could feel it. This guy was able to feel that he's dealing with somebody that's without all the Nisyoyin Sahayim. This friar guy was able to see this guy is living on a different frequency. And it was able to impact him. I don't know what ever happened with this guy. Did he become firm? Did he not? But either way, he got impacted. He got significantly impacted because of this guy. That's the second level of Amuna. The Rabbanishon told Moshe Rabbeinu, Cloud Yisrael already saw enough. Cloud Yisrael already saw in Mitzrayim enough Matanisim. Klai Yisrael believed that I run the world. They know that. They saw that from Dom, Tzfardei, Akinim, Orev, Dever, Shechim. They saw it. Makas Bechiris, Shabbos HaGadol. Klai Yisrael know that I run the world. But what they have to see is that there's a cheshben. And if you do, you could impact that cheshben. Tzchar Dabrel Bnei Yisroel V'Yisroel says Rashi, Achshav Eino Yisman Filu, we asked the Kasha, what do you mean, you're not going to daven now? No, Moshe Rabbeinu, now's not the time to daven. Now tell Klau Yisroel, they have to now express their emunah in me. They have to do a Maisa. Dabrel Bnei Yisroel V'Yisroel, and if they're going to do a Maisa, in that schus, they'll be zoichet so when Kriyas Yamsev was Nishadish, not just that there's a Bari Olam, but that there's Schar Voynish. That there's a Cheshman. That's a new level. Now every nation in the world looked at themselves and went, Oy vey, Schar Voynish. In Mitzrayim we learned that it's not the sun, it's not the moon, it's the Rebbein Okay, our life doesn't change. All the nations of the world weren't so scared. Well, we asked the Kasha, why weren't the nations afraid when they heard about all the Makas? There it says, in Mitzrayim, all they had to do was take all of the Getchkis and say, okay, that's so Choshev. There's another Koyach. It's Rabbanish Okay, no problem. You know, maybe we'll still keep our Getchkis anyway, because why not? Maybe not, whatever. But now... There's a concept of schar v'oynesh. There's a cheshben. No moigu kol yeshve kanan. 
Now this is already something to deal with. This is a different world. This is a whole new cheshbon. And that's why Klai went to this whole new level of Rasa Shiv Chalayam. Because they saw how their actions in Mitzrayim wasn't actions. Years ago, I used to make a dogma. I'll end with this. I used to, years ago, I used to give an example, a real-life example. I thought of this, actually. It was Parshas Peshalach, And I was going into the city to give a shear. I used to, those days, this is 32 years ago, I used to give shear on the west side every Thursday night. I gave a chumashir. And I was on my way into the shear. And this was, like I say, 32 years ago. It was, it was, it was during the desert, the, the desert storm. It was during the war in Iraq, the first war in Iraq. It was, it, was, yeah, it was about 32 years ago, 31 and a half years ago, about that kufa. I'm in the car, and I'm listening to the radio. On the radio, they're interviewing people. Because at that time, there was a whole question what, what America should do. It was during that, during that winter where there was a question, you know, should they, should they continue doing airstrikes? Which they started with airstrikes, fire and brimstones. Or should they go a ground war, go in? And it was a whole machlekes, chalukadeus. Powell was then, uh, Powell, Colin Powell was then, uh, I think, the, he was the one over there, the macher there. I think he was the macher. So anyway, they go down, they're going down the street. Imagine, I didn't see this, but I was heard on the radio. They're going down the street, Shalom Aleichem. No, the Belez of Oshalster. Should they do ground or should they continue from the air? You're not going to believe Rabbi Yisai? Not one person said what I would have said. If I was walking down the street saying, excuse me, Rudinsky, what do you think they should do? I would have said, I haven't the foggiest idea. Baruch Hashem, I never was in a tank. I hope never to be in one. I was never on an Air Force bomber, an F-17. I never was on that either. And I hope in Mitzvah Hashem, I have no idea! Not one person said, I don't know. I was waiting. Let me hear one person say, I don't know. <laughs> Nobody! Walking down the street in Manhattan, you're going to buy shoes. What do you think you should do? Definitely, definitely ground war. Definitely. No question. <laughs> no Shiloh! It's Clark! Let's face it, Tippish. <laughs> do you know what ground war is? Do you even know what it is? So I bothered me. Taka the Gemara says in Brachas. It's an interesting Lashem. The Gemara doesn't just say, L'oilam say any Yedeya. Yilmar Odom. It's not posh to say any Yedeya. It's not easy to say, I don't know. You have to teach. Yilmar Odom es l'shoinoi. It's not easy to say, I don't know. So that's number one. I saw the words of the Gemara in real life. But I always learned the Gemara, the Gemara means, even when you really know, like Moshe Rabbeinu knew was Chatzos, he still said Ka Chatzos. I didn't think it's so hard if somebody comes over to you and you have no, you have the foggiest idea. That would be like if I'm walking down the street, somebody goes, listen, I have, a sur- I have a patient in the hospital right now. He has a growth in his brain. We're wondering how to do the surgery. What do you say, Radinsky? Just cut from the top. <laughs> that would be with Zichet. If I would do it, just cut straight from the top. Should we go sideways? No, no, top. <laughs> Sugar. 
Crazy! So I said, what's the pshat? The pshat is, because every single person they asked couldn't care less. It made no difference to them. What difference does it make if America now goes, shifts from air to the ground? You know what the difference is? When they're with their wife in the kitchen, eating supper, watching the CNN, so what are they going to watch now? Airstrikes or ground? What are they going to watch? So, so, okay, so what would my wife want? To, yeah, ground. Ground is more smack. Like picking a video game. Ground, for sure ground. <laughs> the only child is often let me call my wife to ask her. <laughs> Maybe she wants ear better. Could they do one day like this and one day like that? That'll be even better. That'll be more geschmack. Mishugah. In Mitzrayim, all the makas that happened didn't touch us. There's frogs, there's this, there's dam, there's choyshech, there's... Now the Abishta said, you have to do something. You have to do something. You have to show your amuna. You have to live by your amuna. Oh, now we went up to a whole new madrig. This is a whole new madrig. And that was the oif too of Kriyas Yamsuf. That was the accomplishment of Kriyas Yamsuf. And now we understand the Zekhele Van Veil. Because Klaisol reached such a high level of amuna by the Yam that they had one concern. Their concern was how do you give it over to the next generation? This madrega that they reached, how do you give it over to the next generation? How do you give it over to the next door? And the terrace is, if you give it over with Zek Haley Van Veil, if it's, if you avoid us Hashem is with a Van Veil, like this Michael, that the other guy came and he was able to see this guy, he, mamish, he's living Berchova. He has no challenges. He doesn't have the Sionis. He's not going to steal from me. He's Zekeli Van Veil. If it's Zekeli Van Veil, it's Elikei Ovivarimem. That's the Loshentak. Zekeli Van Veil, then I'll be Zoycha that my kid will say, Elikei Ovivarimem. And that's what we have to take from this, the Gansu Sipo. Agut Meshavis. The thing on March 20th, Rashida had a nice idea.